podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. Hey, imagine if all your frustrations about advertising your business could be solved right now. You should know that podcast listeners are more engaged in higher converting than any other advertising medium. So try AdHub today and reap the rewards of Spreaker's self-advertising platform. It makes it as effortless as ever to be heard by thousands, regardless of the listening app they use. Visit Spreaker.com forward slash AdHub. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com forward slash AdHub and start using your advertising dollars in an impactful way. For podcast on this Sunday evening. I'm Gav, and with me, of course, I have got Shawnee, Grizz, and Keith. This show is brought to you by Tayrock.com. Tayrock, of course, are a company that sponsors us um, on the Fatback 4 on a monthly basis, and they are a brilliant, brilliant watch company with a huge array of timepieces, as Keith likes to call them, um, for oh, men yeah. and women, gifts and jewellery. Go to Tayrock.com and use Daytrippers15 for a 15% discount, and you can check them out on Instagram, um, Twitter, and, of course, on their website. But listen, really good stuff. Go and check them out. we give them another mention later on as well. But we have a packed show tonight. We have stuff on Kabak. We have stuff on Canate. We want to talk about Mbappe. He's making Levi jeans with some <laughs> basketball player. And um, of course, we're going to get on to Arsenal v Liverpool. Grace has a new look, um, if in case anyone's noticed. He was yeah, in the back garden. He was, out, well, he was out in the back garden earlier with levitating um, sunglasses, as he showed us in our group. Yeah. Um, and he is sporting a brand new look. The beanie's in the wash. Grace, you wanted to say something? No, I'm very surprised at some of the comments about Chris has been... Okay, I've used Manscaped, but it's not a new look. It's like the same look I've had since I was 12. Um, you know, no <laughs> hair on my head and loads on my face. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you it's know, it's... by this longer is why change it. Right, listen, Keith, this is, the, this is the key to success. If it's not broke, you know... Exactly. Why well, fix it? And so yeah. I've been like this since I was 11, 12. I often remind my son. Um, yeah. You know, here's what it is. I mean, people... Thank you for the love and noticing it, but it's nothing different. That's somebody there said in the chat. Would you not get rid of all that beard and give us an Allison esque mustache for next week? 
Oh, yeah. We'll have to sort something out. For me to brave just a mustache, it'll have to be something like when we reach Fabulous, 20K. When we reach 20K or something. Well, you're on, you're yeah. on the bike, of course, at 10K. Yeah, and 100% I am. 100% I am. You would oh, need... You, <laughs> be loads of milk in a square glass um, but, 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 um, I, I, am, I am looking there and I'm saying to myself you'd probably need to throw a bit of um, what's the gear they use to black out your hair do I? Is it ju- just for men? Is it? Just, for men. Just, just for men yeah, yeah you need to do with that you're, yeah. a bit, you're a bit grey so, um, that's alright that's alright Gav alright okay well if you right. 20, 20k Alison style moustache 20k Alison style just moustache okay absolutely flavour Log it, Janine. Log it. Log it, Janine. Of course, Shawnee, um, the head of all these sort of things, will log. So, um, yeah, that's in the book now. Um, Right, let's get on to it. So, listen, there is loads to get through. So, let's get straight into Arsenal, Liverpool 3. Um, And look, we're all we're all delighted with that result and and the performance, which was which is much improved. But we'll get on to that um, in a couple of minutes. But uh, Shawnee, I watched the I watched a bit of reaction from Arsenal Challenge last night, and they were absolutely disgusted with the performance put in by their side. Um, Aubameyang came in for a lot of criticism. Gabriel Partey, there was, there was a lot of them that came in for a lot of criticism. Before we get on to Liverpool, were you surprised how poor Arsenal were? Because the only thing I thought after the game was they must be focusing a lot on this. I think it's Slavia Prague they have in the in the Europa League. But were you surprised how uh, how bad they were, or do you think that was just down to Liverpool just being dominant from minute one more or less? Yeah, I've seen that being thrown around a bit, but <clears throat> to be honest with you, Gav, I think it was a mix of both, but um, I don't know, not many Liverpool fans probably would have noticed that kid, but Arsenal are missing some key players yesterday. Um, Saka and Jacka are huge to this system. Now, I know people don't rate Jacka a whole lot, but I actually think he's a decent player and I think he's important to this system and how Arteta wants to play. Uh, but they never turned up yesterday from the first whistle, but we, we, we were thinking... Geez, there's no way they can be that bad in the second half. And and they were. They were awful. And then they obviously missed Tierney then when he went off. But uh, I think I think that's Arsenal at the moment, Gav, to be honest with you. They're in a bit of purgatory at the moment. Like they look like they were sneaking up on uh, on the teams they were chasing for a while with a few decent results pre the international break. But I just don't think I don't think they've a good enough squad, A, and I don't think Arteta is a great coach, to be honest with you. I don't I really don't rate him. Uh, I think what he's trying to do there with the set of players he has just does not fit. Trying to play in the defensive side of football with the players that he has just does not fit. Trying to play defensive football when you're playing a back three. If you're playing a back three, it would suggest that you don't have the fit defenders that you want because nobody who deploys a back three is playing with the players that they want. So they, they brought in Saliba. They sent him out again. I don't know what's going on there. It seems to be a bit of a mess from top to bottom. Uh, and then you just have the big players, Bamiyang, the likes, not turning up. So uh, I don't know what Arsenal are going to do going forward. It's a shame because I, 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 Arsenal are one of the teams that I'd probably watch outside of Liverpool and kind of want to do well, even though I, I know a few fans that are arseholes. But <laughs> even though then they're a big club, uh, I love Wenger. I'm a massive fan of Wenger. Mm-hmm. They're a big club, but they seem to just be going backwards now at this stage, Gavin. I don't know when it's going to change because between the owners' management and the players that there, none of it is good enough for me if I was an Arsenal fan. 
Yeah, like Kieran B says, some of the Arsenal fans said we didn't play well. Um, he finds that funny. He doesn't know what they were watching because uh, he felt we had them alive. And Jonas says, no excuses for Arsenal. We have Madrid in midweek and we are still locked in. Grizz, they did have a couple of players missing. And uh, and it's it's funny. I want to talk a little bit about Arteta because when he comes in, people are saying he's trying to play this brand and he's trying to play, you know, it's attacking, it's progressive. But are you surprised to see the way he's gone? Because I, I agree with Shani. When you play a back three, it's because you don't have the players you want. But he seems to have even gone away from from what he promised last season or what he was what they were showing some promise of. And now you're just looking at a side that are like literally sitting back and going, oh, we we try to hit teams on the break. But they just, they look out of ideas for me, Grace. And I think, I think Sean is right. It is a bit of purgatory because do they push in the Premier League or do they hold everything on the Europa League and, and bank that as, as the best chance of getting into the Champions League? It's very much the latter yesterday. Um, I know a lot of Arsenal fans and obviously my son being an Arsenal fan and I, and I, and I, and I sort of get to, sort of into their minds and sort of see how they saw the game yesterday. Even some of our own Liverpool fans didn't think much of the game in terms of what it really meant. But Arsenal definitely didn't. It was a meaningless match for them. Absolutely meaningless. And they made that very clear. And you're talking 95% of the fan base that I spoke to. They didn't give a shit about yesterday's game. All right, the fact that we're playing Liverpool, even that wasn't sort of appealing to them anymore because of the fact that we're Liverpool are. So it was it was all eggs in the basket for Europa. Uh, from what they say, the lads that were missing were sort of, they'll be back for th- sort of Thursday. So it was just a matter of taking no risks whatsoever. Um, with, with Arteta and his style, <clears throat> I think, I think um, I'd, I'd still stick with him. I still, I still think he's a good coach. Um, I still think he's the least of their problems. Um, um, if you think about it, um, or if you read about it, the since he changed to the four at Christmas, if you look at their form from Christmas, because, yeah, you're right, they changed, played five at the back and all sorts of formations. But since Christmas, they played four at the back. They've been, if you look at their results, they're in the top four. So he's on to something. Yesterday, obviously, you know, we were, I think we were very good and they were mm. atrocious. They were embarrassment. Um, so if you, if you, if you take away yesterday's result, they've picked up some good results, um, including the North London derby um, and Chelsea in recent, in recent games. So, you know, I think he's, I think he's got a monumental task there. The, the cult culture, the whole attitude throughout that club is, is, is awful, isn't it? I mean, you've got, you've got Aubameyang, um, turning up late for North London derby, getting sent home, things like that, ill-disciplined squad throughout. He's got a lot to deal with for a novice coach. He's a young man, young coach, going into probably one of the worst-run clubs in Europe. It's a big task, and it'll take him time, I think. Um, Master of Disaster says this, Keith, and I'll put it here. He is in a worse position than Emery, yet he's getting nowhere near the heat. And I agree with that, because... And I keep going back to where Arsenal had a chance to, they, they had a chance at Ancelotti. They had a chance at loads of, loads of people and they just made an easy decision for me, a PR decision with Arteta. And he seems to be, I think he is getting some heat from Arsenal fans, don't get me wrong, but he just seems to float under the radar a little bit, doesn't he? Maybe it's the Slavia Prague thing, maybe it's the Europa League and people will excuse him because of, 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 you know, what their, what their priorities are now, you know, as we enter into April. But Keith, at the same time, for me, they went out there yesterday and, and I know they're missing some players, but when you look at that 11, 
Liverpool absolutely dominated them from start to finish. But I, I don't see any excuses in that for even trying. Like, yeah, um, I was on a pod there the other night, the weekly armchair, their London show, and I was talking to Arsenal fans, and I'd sort of mentioned, you know, that maybe he gets a bit of a, he gets a bit more of bit more rope than the likes of Emery did, and they were like, oh no, Emery was dreadful. Emery had to go, and. Then you see the now look. I hate comparing the first fifty games of someone and the first because they don't know with Klopp and you know a manager goes in. You can't judge one set against another, but I don't know what he's doing. I don't know where he's going. He played into their hands yesterday. Now I know they were missing, um, they were missing Saka and they were missing Smith Rowe, and they're two really good players from now. And they can be off the boil or whatever. They're only young guys, but he's playing Obama Yang. Outward and as Grace touched on there, the disciplinary issues of Aubameyang, he's the captain. They've created a, a, a situation there where he's their captain. He's earning 400k a week or something like that, isn't he? He got a big whopper contract in the summer. Yeah. They're in a shit show, and Arteta has, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's Arteta's fault. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but where they're run from top to bottom, you know, Cronky is in there and Stan Kroenke doesn't give a bollocks about Arsenal, right? I don't know one of the sons, Sean, you might know more or Grizz, one of the Josh. sons is running the show. Josh Kroenke yeah. is, is running the yeah. show there, right? I don't know what influence or interest he has in, in making Arsenal successful because they, they shook up their backroom <laughs> staff. They brought in Sven Nissel and from Dortmund and we're going down this route of we're going to go this way. They fucked him out. They brought in a deal. He walked, Keith. Yeah, but he was sort of forced out. Do you know like, what I mean? He was he wasn't he was, getting what he was told he was going to be getting. Yeah, like he went in there and I think he was giving up names to the board and he was just being completely like overhauled by anything that he said. So and then they went with Yaman Edu as well. And then there was talk then they had Yaman Jarokshabin, the Kia Jarokbin, yeah, the yeah. agent the has agent. the whole club in his back pocket and over a barrel. Shouldn't be happening to a club the size no. of Arsenal, you know what I mean? And I, look, maybe I'm being harsh on Arteta. Maybe I am being harsh because there's obviously a coach in there. Pep speaks very highly of him and he obviously has a football and brain because he was the type of player that did. But just, I'd, I'd, I'd echo what Chris said. It's the worst run football club in England by a long yeah. while, anyway. Well, up there with Europe. Um, it's just, it's a joke what's going on there. And is For it, the sheer size of them. Yeah, but uh, is it a case of, you know, Cronky in, in America, he owns, he owns, um, the LA Rams. America, American football team, yeah. LA Rams, <laughs> Or a franchise, as you call them. And then, like, we, we hear about FSG, they're not interested, they're never at games. But then when you actually have the owner just passing to his son and going, here, you look after it, kind of doubles down, doesn't it, on, on maybe a lack of interest. And it's just a financial, um, they, ju- they just want spreadsheets on finances to see how they're doing. And that's that's the be-all and end-all for them. But something like Grizz said there about, like, when they went to four at the back, around Christmas time, wasn't it, Chris? And they went mm-hmm. on a really good run. I remember watching them dismantle fucking West Brom. Now, I know that's not a massive thing, but, you know, the, the form West Brom are in, despite a win at Chelsea yesterday. But I watched them and thought, yeah, they're starting to click a little bit. And then he's reverted to this. You know, and, and people would say there's players missing, but 
Arteta's brought in there the strength of being a really good coach and working under Pep Guardiola. Surely, if he, he's playing four three three or whatever four two three one, he can just put other players in there and coach them. And he's had plenty of time to do it. It just seems to me that he's second guessing himself, going three at the back. It's a bit mad. But to watch them yesterday, I think it was a bit of. I have to say, I think it was a bit of them looking towards Thursday. But again, I think there was a massive naivety in them, and Liverpool just pounced on it and absolutely ate them alive and um, strangled them from from the outside. Gav, Sorry. you touched on something there. It's did. It, that they're changing the plan. Arteta could be a good coach, but he's not going in with, you know, when Jurgen Klopp went into Liverpool and it was baby step, baby step, or it was constant building, you knew there was a plan and you knew sort of what he was trying to do. Arteta is reminding me nearly of Brendan Rodgers, not a dig at Rodgers here, but you know, it's he has a plan. Until the plan doesn't work, then he's looking for another plan and he'll try and find a plan that's working for him. And oh, guys, I think I think, I think think we're being harsh on Arteta. I, I've seen a plan from the Arsenal fans I speak to. There is a definitive plan, a pressing style of playing football from the back. He hasn't got the players to do it. We can say that. He hasn't been backed yeah. at all by this board. We can well, say no, that. No, I don't agree but, with that either. But, 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 yeah, but, but to say... He, to, to say to say, but he didn't ask for, for example, um, uh, Willian, for example, he didn't want uh, Aubameyang to have a new contract. You well, know, then, well, then, hold on. If he, does, if, he did, if he didn't want them he to have it, to and he's the manager of the football club, he says he this is the problem. Yeah, but this is this is why. Um, well, then he should. You know, well, then sh- he should walk shout out. To a, shout out to a friend of a friend of the pod, Lee Gunner. This is why he literally tears his heart out that uh, and in a hair out. Wow, tear his heart out soon as well. Yeah, probably. But at the moment, he's tearing his hair out because this is the kind of things he says. I mean, obviously, he's an absolute not Arteta fan either. But he says the problems are crazy from the uh, top. They literally, I think one of you guys said it, literally don't care about it. They literally don't, and it's 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 you know it emanates through the squad and through the playing squad. I mean, look, you got you got you've got you've got Aubameyang turning up late for the derby, and then he gets caned for it and he gets dropped for it. About two, three days ago, there's another video of him with his new hairstyle. And if you notice carefully, he's strolling in. Yeah, he's stro- all he's the boys strolling. are ready to train. They're already, to, they're yeah. already to go. And that's their captain there, Sean. So, mm. and, no, Arteta's, and Arteta's... Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hands are tired. There's so much he can do. You've got to remember, it's his first job. He's a novice. He's young. He's trying to create an identity, an attitude. When you hear him, he does come across and he's and he's, and he's improved the young players, lads. These young lads, Tin, he's been magnificent. Smith Rowe, Saka. Um, you know, they've hungry, been hungry. He's a £25 million but, 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 they're, but, they're, but, but they're hungry players. They're hungry players, yeah. you know. But that's like, his. But like, that's his. That's his. That's his. That's his job but, now. Yeah, but, but hold on. That, but then his job is the younger players. But, but then, but then Grizz, like I'm being corrected here, right? So first of all, Cameron says Keith and Grizz are giving the Mitchell brothers a run for their money. Great show. Um, he said Fred. Absolutely great show. Stephen Dunn said he's not the manager, Gav. He's the coach. Arsenal have about 28 managers all in it. That's I'm being, true. Yeah, I'm, that's yeah, I'm being corrected what I mean. on that, and that that's absolutely fine. But that's and I get point. that. I get well, that. But he's the head coach. He picks the team. If 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 they're hungry players captain. like Saka, Smith, Rowe, whatever. If Aubameyang's walking in late, just don't play him. Just don't God, play him. He didn't. He did. He did. He did. Yeah, and now he's playing him. No, he, no. You've just said you just said he's he got a haircut. But he's doing, it's it's, it's political there. It's, it's crazy politics. Well, well then, you can't, well, for a young coach, no it's situation too much. Like that. That. Absolutely. I think to just, to just make the, a long story short, I think if you want to be a manager like Arteta, 
you need a boy in from top to bottom, and he's not yeah. getting that. Yeah, because he obviously has got an idea. He, he genuinely obviously does. He, he done unbelievable work at City defensively. So, so I believe to be told, you need a boy in from top to bottom. You need what Roger or you need what Klopp got at Liverpool, and he's mm-hmm. not getting that. There's a disconnect there. Like someone said in the chat there that Arteta wanted Elwar and Edu wanted Partey, and it was one or the other. And it, it just hasn't worked out. And then there has been time where I've seen looking at him going, well, what's he doing that for? I think after 20 minutes at, in the North London Derby in, in White Hart Lane or whatever they call that place now, fucking whatever it's, it's called. Partey was feeling his hamstring and he was turning around to Arteta and saying, look, I need to come on. And Arteta was like saying, no, come on, keep going. You know, it's just little things like that. Yeah. But that, that's naivety. That's, he's young. He's a coach and he will learn. And the talk is that there's clubs bigger than Arsenal that want to take him from Arsenal. Yeah. So obviously he's doing something right. I think he's on a road to nothing there with the with the hierarchy that's above him. And like someone said there, he's not a manager, he's a he's a coach. And unless everyone's buying in, he's gonna he's not gonna get anywhere. Well, Rodney says Arteta is the manager. His role was changed from head coach with his new contract. But it, it, regardless of that, you and you know, I don't fair play to you for pointing this out with regards to, you know, back him from top to bottom but surely Arteta going into that job maybe went in a bit blinkered and thought it's Arsenal I want it and looked for assurances and if he looked for assurances and hasn't been getting them he's every right to be annoyed but at the same time he, he either stands up to that or, or he's never going to get anywhere at Arsenal it's as simple as that because it'll just it's a it's a relationship that'll rot and rot until he'll leave not because the club won't um, but it's an interesting conversation I'm sure we could have one with Lee Gunner again and maybe some other Arsenal fans at some stage but um, it's always one and uh, I've always said I'm 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 like Shawnee. I like watching Arsenal. I've no I've no kind of badness towards them, um, but yeah. they frustrate the fuck out of me. They really really do, um, from from top to bottom and mostly centre halves. It's just mind blown. Um, when you're walking around claiming because Shawnee is one of your best centre halves in the last twenty years, you have an issue. Um, but look, moving on, Liverpool and uh, Shawnee, I'll come back to you. Because regardless of what Arsenal were interested or not, or tours they were ever, we're playing Real Madrid on Tuesday. Um, and I thought, Shawnee, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get too ahead of myself because we've done this before and fell flat on our faces. But I thought Liverpool looked refreshed. I thought he looked hungry. I thought he looked like they actually had a plan. There was variety in their play and they were confident in themselves, comfortable. There was so much to that yesterday. Now, I'm not saying it, they're going on a brilliant run, but that yesterday looked to me, Shawnee, like a team that had spent some time together and got their yes. heads around things and, and refreshed and recharged. And, and it looked a bit like the old Liverpool because it, I don't care about Arsenal and how good or bad they were. Liverpool stood on their throat from early on and never let go. 100% Gav, uh, what you said there, just on terms of what, benefit we had from the break I think coming up to the break we were all screaming for it we needed a reset button I know we'd have put, we'd a good win against Wolves and we go through against Leipzig but I still think we needed the, the reset button um, at some stage just to regroup and get I know a few lads went off on international duty and a few stayed around but I remember watching the the inside training which was like the fourth, the last one before a lot of the lads went off and I had a bit of a Kind of last day of school feel, everyone was having the crack and there seemed to be a bit of a feel-good mood around training and I was thinking, Jesus, those two, three weeks will be invaluable coming up to the run-in just to get recharged, get people back in and just refocus. And you could see it yesterday. Um, we looked a bit tiltless in the first half. We, we created a lot of chances. We had a lot of the ball. There were some excellent standout performances. But one thing I will say is that the touch was back. 
every like, the ball was sticking to players all of a sudden. Even Bobby was looking sharp in moments. He pulled had a few drag backs. He looked a little bit more like himself. And and the one big plus for me is was Trent. Um, just seeing how charged he looks. We've seen his, his celebration for the assist. And people are lashing Southgate over. But to be honest with you, I think it's a masterstroke from Southgate. Because if I'm being honest here, take a Liverpool rose tints off for a minute. Trent needed a rocket. Trent needs a rocket. The, the kid is special. But his head has been up his arse for large parts of the season. And he's been good and he's been bad. But just that little kick up the hole might be exactly what he needs to kick on and for him to... Because there's no way he's not going to Euros. Let's be honest, which I don't care what anyone says. He's going to go to you. He may he may not make the first 11, but he will definitely be in the 23 for the Euros. There's no way he won't be. I don't think I don't think Southgate is that stupid. But uh, it seemed to light a fire, fire under him, Gav. And then the added bonus of having Thiago and Fabinho in the middle together. Fabinho just being where he's supposed to be, allowing others to do what he does. And we're just seeing the difference that he makes, how good that he is. He's he's ridiculous. And everyone around him went up a level. Thiago's best league performance in a Liverpool jersey so far. And I, and I let the boys get on to Jota because Jota, Jota looks like he's going to take off and become a superstar now at this stage. It's it's ridiculous. Um, the hit rate with the forward players we seem to have. Uh, he looks like he's going to rock off and go to another stratosphere between now and next season, uh, just just ridiculous. Yeah, I want I want to I want to keep Jota for a, a, a leave him just parked for a little bit. Um, Ram uh, Ramis Khalil says, guys, anyone else concerned about Mane's form? Fabinho and Thiago midfield is the way to go. Jota is the truth. Great performances also from Trent and Salah. Excited to see your thoughts on our transfer plans. The transfer stuff we're going to do a little bit on that later on. A couple of updates. I, I disagree with you, Shani, on Southgate. I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't I don't disagree that he needs a rocket. I don't disagree with that. But for me, the England manager. Oh, I'll tell you what I think happened. I think what happened was, I think Liverpool had a word with Gareth Southgate and said, listen, we're out down to the bones here. He's played a lot of fucking games. He's still suffering from COVID or form or whatever it might be. Can you leave him out? Right? And the easy thing to Southgate to do is just turn around and go, look, Trent's being left out. He's played a lot of football. He's not in the best of form, but look, he's a great player and, you know, he's gonna, we're going to give him a rest because we think he deserves it. Yeah, but, but grab Trent... But the, com- but the, comment, the comment that annoyed me was, is when he say, he says all these things and he was fine up to then. But then he says, oh, I'm sure sometime in the future he may, uh, he may be back to play really well for England. It, it was a real kind of pat on the head. Now, I, I firmly believe there was an agreement between Liverpool and England. I don't think no, Selke, I don't, so what, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think Selke, like that. that yeah, was like a thing. Yeah, that but was, I don't think, I don't think Selke, I don't think was kind of like fucking look at me, look yeah. at me. He, he, Gary never even rem- remarked on it. So, if there was an agreement between Liverpool and England, and he didn't let Trent know, well, then I think no, I think I think Trent would have known. But but I think I think for me, and I don't disagree. I think Trent's emotional after that goal yesterday, which we get onto in a bit. But I think that's more of it. It's more of the public reaction, and there's been a lot of it, and there's been a lot of them, and there's probably been a lot thrown across social media about Trippie or or Reece James or whatever. But I just think the way Selke done that. Um, I think he had to comment on it because Trent would expect it to be in that well, squad. Club, lads, people, you know, club home okay then yesterday after the game. Yeah, yeah no but chance. Agree. I, th- I think I think there was some sort of agreement there, and Southgate went completely the wrong way with his words around it. And then 
And then the, the fire was lit under under Trent. And I don't think Southgate done it. I think Southgate actually put a fire under him by saying the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Rather than saying the right thing and letting Trent and the culmination then of the social media and everything in the fucking media and papers and whatever else, that's what triggered Trent. And if you watch, like you said, if you watch Klopp yesterday, he's not fucking happy with Gareth Southgate. And it's not because he dropped him. It's because what he said, in my opinion. But Southgate said about uh, you, if he's not in form, you won't be getting picked, blah, 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 blah. But he picked Trippier. He picked Dyer. He picked others that aren't in form. Trippier has been banned. I didn't even think he was back from his fucking ban. Mm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But, so Trippier is not informed. But, but you see, that's that's the thing that that, that gets to me. Like, so I think it's that he called him out, and that's what sort of pissed off Klopp and had Klopp sort of. If maybe if there was an agreement, it was like right, it doesn't agree, doesn't agreement. But don't go start saying you know he has to do this or he has to do that. We know what he is. Yeah. So look, it's 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 a side issue, but it has come up. But um, look at the, the benefit for all. Trent got arrested and he's banging in fucking crosses like that and he was brilliant yesterday. The lawyer, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 Keith, I'll stay with you. Um, and we've talked about the improvement. I want to talk to you about the midfield before I let Grizz get on to uh, some other issues or some other areas. The midfield for me, um, you know, a bit of a surprise when Milner starts, but then again, yeah. he was the one that hadn't been away in international duty. He would have been the freshest. So that makes sense. <laughs> of course, Fabinho back in his normal six. When Aldem gets a rest, which I think is huge. And Thiago was there as well. And I have to say, Keith, they looked not some of the touches were brilliant. Fabinho was out of this world for me. But they just look like they're at the spending two weeks together. You know, or at the spending time together where they go, listen, this is what we're going to do. And like Klopp has done for years, time on the training ground to make things work. And it looked like they got there yesterday because they were so disciplined. They were so sure of themselves and they were dominant in no matter what way they had to do with defensively, offensively, you know, scrapping in the middle of the park. I thought the midfield confidence was huge for the team yesterday. Yeah, it was. And, and, you touched on it there. The, the fact that Milner wasn't away, Fabinho wasn't away. I know Thiago was off at Spain, but the other two were there. You had Genie playing. I don't know if he played all three games for the Netherlands, but I'm sure he probably featured. He probably him. played four. You know, yeah, he probably had three. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But even Curtis Jones. Yeah. Curtis Jones had a shift fit, didn't he, in the England under-21s. And, well, you know, was abused, wasn't he? Yeah, but, you know, he was probably, he's had minutes uh, on the international break and it was probably a, a bit of a master show because we don't usually come back well after breaks, Liverpool. No. We take a bit of a bit of time to get into it. But this break came at a perfect time and you could see that in the play yesterday. Fabinho, I'm a big fan of Fabinho at centre-back but not the way this season has fallen. Not when he's the senior centre-back and he's got a different partner every week. That's not what he can do at centre-back. But since he's gone back into midfield, what we're seeing is the best defensive midfield player in Europe, possibly. People will argue and they, they can make that case and argue. We'll make a case for Fabinho. And he's doing the job. He's protecting the back four. He's creating attacks. You know, he's doing everything. This nickname of his, the Lighthouse, just suits him so well. He sees everything. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's in front of him, beside him, behind him, he sees it all. He's absolutely fantastic. And we've missed it terribly in the midfield. We've said this for months now. Losing Van Dijk, losing Gomez has not just been about losing Van Dijk and losing Gomez. Because when Thiago comes into the team, he's playing too deep. He's not playing his normal game. Now we've put Fabinho in there. We're seeing Thiago coming into his own now. He's getting used to the team. He's getting used to the system. He's getting used to the style. He's getting used to the referees in the Premier League. 
But having Fabinho there to do that work is going to help him. You can see with the two of them that they connect very well. Do you know what I mean? Even when Fabinho was playing at the back, you could always see a little sort of connection with them. Um, Passing-wise, they were always sort of linking up well with each other. And I think that going forward now is a huge plus for us. A settled team with one or two changes now is going to make all the difference for us. And Milner came in yesterday and he'd done very well, I thought. I thought he was very well, especially when he went to left back. But then Arsenal didn't really offer anything against him. But I just thought it was a good performance. I thought it was. I, I was really like, don't get me wrong. I thought we'd get onto the centre halves in a bit and we could talk about Alisson, but it was literally just his moustache. He'd fuck all to do. Yeah. But, you know, we, we've spoken about mustache. Trent and uh, but that midfield for me, you know, the way they talk about functional stuff and Liverpool are the best if they're front three or four and the midfield is functional because that's how they do it. The fullbacks do their job and you know how it goes. But yes, there was a bit more to it. There was. Even little passes that a couple of weeks ago you go, oh, that's just off or that's just a yard ahead of a fella and the teams are getting a chance to snap into us and break down our momentum. There was just things happening all the time for me. And uh, looking at it, the quality players and a big thing is, look, Fabinho in a six, Thiago playing ahead of him with, with a hard work and Milner. That's perfect because you've seen like some, a Bayern with Kimmich and, and, and um, Goretzka. You, you've seen him do that sort of thing. <laughs> So it actually worked, but there was just something like a familiarity with them yesterday, which I thought was really, really good. Grizz, a couple of people have mentioned in, in the chat about um, Sadio Mane. And before we get on to the three goals and, and a couple of other players, people are just a little bit concerned over Sadio Mane. He hasn't been in the best of form. But is there an argument, Grizz, that if you have those four, including Jota, fully fit, and one of them is quite slightly off, it's okay because... We have the cover there. We have the quality there. Because we've seen it over the years. Firmino mightn't be on it. Salah mightn't be on it. Manny mightn't be on it. But the other two cover. And we actually have that cover now. But overall, is it just one of those things with Manny? You're just going to have to just let him get through it and come out the other side. I th- I think we're going to have to give him 100% the benefit of the doubt. He's earned it. The fella's been absolutely out of this world. Out of this world for four years, maybe. Mm. Is it four years, lads? About four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so listen, as much as I personally think he's been atrocious, and I say that with such a heavy heart because he's my favourite man. Like, he's my favourite, favourite man. But his decision-making has been atrocious. His, his energy is there. His effort is there. The strength seems to be still there. It's just decision-making in the final, in the final third seems to be totally gone. But I'm absolutely not writing him off and saying, "Oh, that's the end of Mane." Like, like we have not, we haven't said the end of Bobby. But as we've said, Bobby's def, we've Bobby's definitely seen better days, and it's only downhill now for Bobby. He's still a class act at his best, like he showed yesterday. Same with Mane. I think Mane gave um, fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I think money's decision making and it comes 100% he'll get through it. And maybe it will come through at the most vital and important time of the season, which is now. Mane will terrify Madrid. Madrid will be terrified of Mane. 
and that will only help us against the fullback that he's playing against. So, for example, let's say Luis Vasquez he's playing up against, <coughs> or or the other fellas back now, Carvajal, they'll be having nightmares about Mane. They wouldn't have seen Mane um, every game this season, they, but they'll have memories of Mane in Europe from last season, in Premier League last season. So they'll sit back. They won't attack as much and they won't play as much. So we've always got that psycholo- psychological advantage of someone like Mane when he's playing. So you've got to have him in the team. I love your idea about, not idea, but like the way you said, if we have all four of them, then one of them's allowed to have an off day or an off week, even or off couple of weeks, because that's the beauty of having f- three or four absolute world-class forwards. And in that second half from the 60th minute onwards, when Jota came on and Bobby just slightly dropped and you saw Mane possibly through the middle and then interchanging with uh, Jota, I thought that's exactly what our plan was for this season. And you saw a glimpse of it. You saw 30, 25 minutes of the a glimpse bit like of... City away. Yeah, you saw the evolution that was supposed to take place this season. And that's what got me really, really excited. I got really yeah. excited. I'm not going to lie. It's the it's first the time of- in ages I got excited, Gav, because that's what we need to do now. We've got to have faith in, in, in especially playing teams like Arsenal or the way that Arsenal played when they just sit there. Guys, it, it, it's go and try to defend against all four of them when they're on the pitch, when they play like they did yesterday. Because Bobby was good yesterday. I don't know if you want to touch on Bobby, but I'll, 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 I'll put in a word for Bobby. Bobby was slick again. And when mm. Bobby's refreshed and sorted out his hairstyle and everything, he looks slick. He looks like yeah. a footballer, yeah. Yeah, you could tell he was in the mood. Uh, but look, Mane, I, I think he is out of form. There's no hiding from me. I'm not going to say, no, it's okay. It's just a couple of, It's been about f- five, six weeks. He's been really out of it. But there is glimpses. There is light at the end of the tunnel. But when you have four, four of them, you, did you notice the guys, the lift that Jota brought in? I know you probably want to go into Jota. Yeah, because it's, quali- it's quality in numbers, isn't it? Like, this oh, is what man. I'm saying to you. you you're mm. talking about the evolution. I know I agree with you. I think they would have looked to play a midfield two or, you know, drop drop Firmino back and have a midfield two in front of them and, you know, or, or behind them and then get Salah and, and Mane each side of maybe Jota or, or Jota left Mane up front. It's so interchangeable and it's quality in numbers where, he might be at seventy five percent, but the other three are flying. So his seventy five percent will look will look fine. You know, um, l- like Mark A says, Mane has enough credit in the bank. Dan J says he played well. You can see he's lacking confidence at the minute in front of goal. A couple of goals on Tuesday will fix that. And Kev O'Sullivan says, as long as Sadio was getting chances, I'm not worried. A bit of luck, he gets two yesterday. Um, I I just think that I just think uh, not only because he's he's flying, but keeping Jota fit. Will 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 help those three boys not only on the pitch but keep them more in focus. I think it's huge, and I think that's been him not only the football and ability of Jota, but the but his presence as as the fourth man and yeah as, as yeah. the fourth man in that four to either He's put pressure on them or get on the pitch with them and not mask poor form but help them. Whereas whereas Manny is not having a great day, but Jota scores too. You know what I mean? And we kind of forget the money. So it, it masks it a little bit, but it helps so fucking much, I think. Both on the pitch or a fella sitting on the sidelines that's ready to come on, it helps the, the, the squad overall. Sorry, Shani. No, no, it's just like you were saying, having the four um, fit and available will be massive for us in the run in. But 
it's the characteristics of each of them. Like Mane is a mad player. Mane is erratic at the best of the time. But like a goal or two will make all the difference for him. He's like a yeah. dynamo just waiting to go off. You know what I mean? Salah has games where he can be. Look at Salah yesterday. Just that's killer. That's killer. That's a lead finishing. That's just the very the highest end of attacking football you can get. And then you have Jota now, who was just giving us that little bit of directness. And all of a sudden, guy, we have options everywhere. We've options on the bench for midfield. We've options on the bench for up up top. And that's what is going to make the difference now going into structure and consistency will allow us to be successful in the back end of the season. Playing the same players every week will mean that we get better. It's not fucking going through a month and having eight different centre-back periods, eight different midfields. It will be about having the same bodies available all the time. Jota only come off the bench yesterday. Yeah. It's, you fail to realise, like Bobby looked a lot sharper. Like it, it's just it, right now is the business end of the season, and it just looks like it's about to fall into place for us at the perfect time. Sadio Mane he has always been a streaky type of footballer. He's always been that way. Never been any different. I'd be worried about Mane if the effort stopped, and it hasn't yeah. stopped. That's the Not main yet. thing. Once yeah. the effort is there, what will be grand? So. It's about just keeping the key lads fit now. And a bit of luck, we, we could get one or two back maybe before the back end. And now maybe only Henderson is the only one who might make it back. Now, I don't know what the story is with him, but it would just be a massive lift in this run-in because, to be honest with you, after the Fulham game, I kind of abandoned ship with the, the Premier League. You heard me so saying, yeah, you heard me saying it was a, hmm? the, the, yesterday was a nothing game, but look, one result gone couple of results going your way completely changes the complexion of it. Until until we lose a game. Until we lose a game, it's still on. When we lose yeah. a game, I think you throw on the tail. I think that's that's fairly fairly obvious. Um, huge, Gavin. It just looks like the hunger and desire is coming back at the... Is this game on Tuesday going to be played at the Bernabeu or the training complex? Training ground. Okay, training complex. The Bernabeu is a building site at the moment. Yeah. Oh, was it? Couldn't just yeah. lash a railings around a couple of cones? Yeah, a few hard hats. hats. Yeah. <laughs> Sadio running around the hard hat. Um, he's playing like he's running around with a hard hat with that new hair they implant that he got. I think that's what they're fucking him up. Just yeah. filling in that little bit at the front. Should have just yeah. left or shaved the rest yeah. of it off. Yeah, you see. But yeah, he's trying please. to let go, Sadio. I'm going to have words, yeah. don't worry. But, but the thing is, <laughs> haircuts don't work. But look, Grizz gets his haircut and he's still on form. So look, if Grizz can do it, you should all aspire to be um, on, on. Come on, Sadio. Let go. Before we finish Chris. on Sadio, before we finish on Sadio, I think the Craze had a point in there. He's only had about three weeks rest in two seasons. The Craze? Now, I know. The brothers? The, 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 the Craze. Yeah, there could be the oh, brothers. Could oh, be Sadio, all of them. That was the Cray brothers. Could be Go the Cray brothers. I don't know. They might confirm or deny, you know, it's up to them. Mm. But they pointed out that um, Mane has only had about three weeks rest because he went to the final of the AFCON last season and was on the bench uh, three days later for us against Norwich in the fourth game of the season. Now, I know the season broke up uh, last season for so many months, but the players were still having to train and were still having to be, you know, on some form of... Yeah, but they had to be on some form of standby as well that, you know, this could be back. It could be be overlooked because the long-term effects COVID is having on... Shawnee, I think you nailed it. I think you, I think, I think you, I just, you just reminded me and and one of my mates was telling me about sort of the different effects of COVID. And well, sort of- long COVID is the thing that's killing a lot of American athletes in the NFL and the NBA. They're saying they're genuine cases of players that just can't fucking run that were fast well, and energetic and just can't comment can't about St. Maxim today that he only played a half an hour and Bruce said he was blown so yeah 
Still but I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give you an even simpler one. And this is this may sound ridiculous, but this is really simple, right? You're talking about oh, elite athletes, and they have this. A, a fella, one of the guys that does the podcast for us, his brother got it, right? And he describes his brother as young, fit, healthy, you know, pure health, you know, loves his training and stuff like that. And every so often, when he walks up a flight of stairs, he's gasping for air, right? And his father also got it. And his father, who's like, you know, I think he's heart problems, breathes through it. Not a problem. No difference to him. So the, the effects are so much different on, on people, regardless of their health or how much they train or, you know, how much they don't train. So it just yeah. shows you, like, it's going to affect people in so many different ways over a so um a, a, a huge variety of time, if you get me. 100%. Like, you know what I mean? So I think I think the person, I'm not going to name the person um, who does the podcast with his brother got it, because why should I? But he's saying to me that this was months ago he got it. And he's still today walking up yeah. flights of stairs as a young, fit, healthy man gasping for air. He's out of air. Yeah, or, or, and he's getting he's getting massive bouts of um uh what would you call it? Fatigue. Um, fatigue. Yeah. He's very lethargic. Yeah. Fatigue so. is fatigue is completely different to being tired. Like, yeah. Fatigue is is awful. Fatigue yeah. is not being tired is if you sleep you wake up your grand. Fatigue is no energy to do nothing. And you can see it sometimes. You can just it just zaps you. And you, yeah. you look at someone, someone saying there, Tiago and Trent, we need to take all this into account, lads, because this is new. This is completely new. Yeah. This is something that we're not even taking into account when it comes to these lads. We just think, ah, he'd be grand. He's an elite athlete. He'd be fine. It's not walking mm. like that. It, yeah. It's coming on its goals. Yeah. So but, but, but Tony L says, Salah got it. And he still plays like he's just think but that's what i'm saying it's affecting different players in different ways it's just it's just the way it is um i want to move on the last part i want to talk about before we go on to the goals I'm, i know we're 45 minutes in but we're having a lovely time um yeah. and for anyone wondering yes i'm on the guinness the fucking gorgeous um but grizz i'm gonna start with you um not phillips um you know he's playing a bit of right wing as someone mentioned earlier hmm. um for a minute or two but it was fucking pipe and slippers yesterday. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. Mm, it's difficult to choose uh, or find anyone that wasn't, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, the game plan worked a treat uh, for someone like Nat Phillips and Kabak. And that is, our pressing was immense, absolutely immense. I know you guys have touched upon the midfield already, but the fact that them three, I think the biggest well, my biggest um, um, thing about them, I'd give them is their intelligence, all intelligent football players. So Ginny and Milner, um, I beg your pardon, Tiago and Milner may not have the legs as, as, as eights if they were sort of playing five years ago, six years ago. But what they've got up there is, is far too quick in the mind for any of those Arsenal lads. And they showed that. Um, and it enabled... And enabled the front lads to carry on, continue that pressing what the midfield was doing. And then what it forced was Arsenal to keep pumping it long. And, yeah. you know, Lacazette and Aubameyang against uh, Phillips and Kabak. You're having a laugh. I don't know what the duels <clears throat> success rate, you know, it was, but I, I guarantee it was above 60-70%. Uh, Phillips and Kabak ate them alive, just had a vice-like grip on the whole team. And it made them, as you said, yeah, they played in their slippers. Me and you could have been playing in that. Flat back four, flat back four, I should say. Um, Gav, um, we could have done a, a, a lovely job, the grand job there. All right, you mm. 
slightly struggle with the aerial, but I know along the floor you're a beast. But yeah. but but um but they but they were grand they were and and you'd struggle across the floor and put in the air and now you're a beast. There is my intelligence. For <laughs> my intelligence. But yeah, but, um, I'm not gonna lie. Just go well, any, head, any just go high ball head. is going to kill this fat back forward if it doesn't go away anywhere near Shawnee. <laughs> yeah, come here. Grizz just going into aerial challenge and shouting context. <laughs> Keith, Keith, honestly, you've seen Breezy play, right? Yeah. yeah. You're nothing like yeah, him. That's it. That's nothing it. like him. But listen, <laughs> we, we, we... <laughs> Philip. I tell you who I I tell you who I thought did slightly struggle, and it's and and it's on the back of sort of what we've discussed about Marnie and the, and the fact that he's played nonstop, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Robertson, he's had an injury as well, a couple of niggly injuries. I didn't think he was at his best, but it was brilliant that we were in a position to take him off at sixty minutes. But Phillips and Kabak, um, I know you want to go and touch on Kabak, but Phillips are brave. And that's confidence. That's absolute confidence for you. The, the fact that we saw him driving forward with the ball and I, and, I, and I was like, wow, this is Phillips when he drove that cross like he was pretending he was Trent. Do you know what I mean? But that's confidence. Mm-hmm. That's He's growing as a player, as a man. He's got conf- The team have got confidence in giving him the ball. How many times he was trying to find Thiago with those balls. There was one he found Thiago in the first half. Um, I think he was probably one of the chances we created and, and, and Thiago just flicked it first time yeah, out yeah, to yeah. Trent. I mean, it was a horrible ball, but he's got the confidence of trying to ping it into him because he knows that's Thiago. Wherever I give him the ball, he'll do it. So I thought it was wonderful to watch him play. And look, you know, we can't literally thank Phillips enough for sticking around and, and becoming this uh, force of nature that he has in the last couple of weeks because God forbid, where would we be without him this season? That's honestly... Uh, Dan Jay says, fair play to Phillips. I never thought he could perform at this level. I'm happy to keep, for for him to keep proving me wrong if it gets us top four in a seventh yeah. European Cup. And Megan McCallion says that Phillips and Quebec were brilliant yesterday. In her opinion, they didn't pull a foot wrong. Can Lads, I touch on them before we move on can. from it? Course because Grace is very, uh, he doesn't like to give Phillips any credit. He's, he's, you can tell he's, he's reluctant. Who, who, where, where? Give, who, give, who credit? You, you sort of, you, you gave yeah. him a little bit. But you kind of lean off the fence a little bit. Yeah. What, Phillips? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to be honest. Look, I'm not a reactionary. I'm not suddenly going to say, yeah, he should be in our But it's not, no, no, no. Because it's I don't reactionary. Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesdays are different I'm worried about praising Phillips tonight because I know what Karim Benzema does to world class centre yeah. And they're not so, going to play high long balls into to Phillips. Benzema will love it. Benzema will bully him. That, that, that's just the truth. But go on, I'll make a angle. No, no, I, I'm not going and, to too extravagant here. Hey, listen, you can only give Phillips credit because... Yeah, look, not we, Chris, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not that, but in my point of view, he's done excellently when called upon. I remember Sheffield at home, went, uh, West Ham at home, probably the best player on the pitch, Brighton away, excellent. Yeah. Being Keith made, uh, saying he should be playing, but he kept going for the <laughs> midfielders. But one thing I will say about Phillips, and this is the most impressive thing to me, right? We only see, we only think of footballers in in the now, all right? Phillips had a, a year at Stuttgart. Now I'd imagine he's in regular contact with his, with his agent. Yeah, Phillips himself would have probably never thought these opportunities would have arose to play for Liverpool yeah. on a regular basis, and he probably still thinks in his mind that his future is away from the club. But how he's employed himself since coming in, is exemplary. And he, he went on and he got player of the month last year. He was absolutely excellent. 
absolutely excellent. But we're going up levels again on Tuesday. Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal are a famous soft touch. And I, and I understand you can you do these things in isolation. He was brilliant. But Tuesday is going to be tough for him because what Benzema doesn't make up for in pace and skill, he is elite in terms of his brain. And that's the type of footballer that he is. And this is where players like Kabak uh, and, and Phillips will be exposed. And come here, it's completely normal because Benzema's been around the block. You don't play for Real Madrid for the best part of a decade and not still hang around. They're still relatively young and learning that trade. So Benzema want to watch on Tuesday. It's up to being able to help him. Yeah, yeah. So he, Tuesday is a massive, massive test because... Although Benzema is not as highly rated as some of the players that have come through Madrid, he's re- he's, he's ridiculous. Still there. And loads he's of them still, exactly. And look still at the player. Look at the player him. he's outlasted at Real Madrid. Yeah, Higuain, Di Maria, Gareth Bale, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's still there. He's yeah. still there at the end of the day, and he's been doing the business for them. And they could sneak a La Liga title now because Yoke have gone off a cliff. Atletico are beaten by Sevilla tonight, which yeah, is sort of great. It puts the focus on the oh, classic all next week, doesn't it? Tuesday is a big, big test for the lads. And look, I have no doubt that they will about to tack a hands on. And Keith said they will need a dig out. So Phillips and Kabak will make mistakes before the end of the season. I'm not going to go overboard on criticism, but I won't go overboard on praise either. They've come in, they've both done an excellent job, and we'll get on to Kabak later on. Yeah, well, before before Keith lashes Grizz over, um, Kieran Doyle says Phillips is our newest cult hero, and Barry Devon says Phillips will score versus Madrid. Mark my words, I'd love if that <laughs> happened. And Grizz going, yeah, yeah, it was it was an alright goal. What about the cross? I'm only messing with you. I like, no, uh, I like no. that cult hero. I'm I'm happy. Oh, sorry, sorry, oh, Keith. Uh, You've I'm not going to lash Grizz. No, I'm not going to lash Grizz over. Absolutely, all I was going to say was. The, the lads are getting better as a tandem. And you could even see, now, Arsenal don't fuck all, but we played a higher line. And what we've been doing is we've been sitting too deep in recent games. And that's a, a lot down to the fact that Phillips is not uh, quick enough. He's, he gets isolated or whatever. But he's getting more used to it. And as Sean, he said, he do, he's, we all can accept he doesn't have a field track Liverpool, but he's securing the bag for himself now. And he's fucking making it. He's putting food on the table for his family for the next 10 years. And I'm delighted for the fella that he's doing that. In the here and now, he's doing it for us, which is great. But we just need uh, Phillips and Kabak to stay fit. They have their faults. They're not quick. They're not the quickest. They're not that slow either. Kabak's sort of mid middling for a centre-back. He's not a quick centre-back, but he's not a snail either. But what I enjoyed about them yesterday, what I enjoyed about Phillips especially was, Grizz touched on it there, you know, we fought the midfield forced the Arsenal to long punts all the time, and they did. But when they were playing into Lacazette especially, Phillips was on him like a bleeding rash. It wasn't the long ball in, it was when it was coming into Lacazette's body. Phillips was in and he was getting a leg in as well on him. So I think he's improving against that type of player. Now, Sean, he's right. Benzema is a step up, a huge step up. And we need everyone to be on it from, you know, the first minute. But we're looking more solid and the the team's looking more solid when these two are making a partnership for themselves. And I just think, you know, not that great. I wasn't lashing Grizz out, but I just felt that, oh, you know, he needs a bit more. No, no, Grizz is a top man. The, the Mitchell brothers were all, were all good. But I just think that Phillips is a bit 
playing a bit better maybe than you know just praising the midfield or, or the others. I think he deserves a bit of credit for for making a making a career for himself in these few games. Totally. Craig, Lo- Craig Lowe says we starved him of possession. No one's got the ball off Genie since nineteen ninety six. This is a great show. Um, the three goals, lads. Uh, Keith, I'm going to stay with you and give you the fourth one because we spoke about it earlier the the Trent assist, but Jota's only on the pitch minutes yeah. and. His knack. Now, don't get me wrong. I seen. I seen a. I seen a picture today. You know, a still shot of when the ball has landed on his head and what holding and that that clown Chambers is doing. Okay. Holding is is flailing backwards and Chambers looks like he's. You know, like when you're about to bungee jump and you put your arms across your chest and you dive out. That's what he looks like. Yeah. He's nearly horizontal. Um, but his knack of getting in there, the, the cross, outstanding, outstanding. Um. But his knack of just getting in there, not the biggest guy in the world. People are having a go at Leno, um, thinking he should have saved it. I don't think he has a chance of saving that. I think it's a fucking bullet header. Yeah, it's a bullet header. And I know people are probably, you know, you get a hand on it or an arm on it, a forearm, and it still goes past you. But it, it's a header. It's all about the cross, really. You know what I mean? When you get a cross like that at that pace, you just have to connect with it and it's going to be a bullet header. And that's what it was. Now, fair play to Jota because he's not the biggest, but he has a great leap on him. Yeah, you can criticize, you can criticize holding and, and chambers, but he was, he was strong and he got up there and he, you know, he buries the header. There's nothing Leno I don't think can deal with that because all right, if he gets a stronger hand on it. But it comes at him so quick. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's an absolute rocket of a header that man. I just think it's a great goal. The cross, everyone's going on about the cross, and it is an absolutely brilliant cross. But it's a great leap by Jota. Do you know what I mean? It's a great leap to get it's up just there. Position he finds. Yeah. He, he, you know, he has that knack for it. Uh, Shawnee touched on it. He has the knack for getting in them positions. Because if, if you, if you look, sorry, Shawnee, if you look at it, our holding is a centre back and Chambers is a yeah. centre back. So yeah. it's not like he's. He's peeling off onto a small cent- a small right back and, and trying to get ahead on it. He's getting in between two centre halves that six oh, foot, sh- six foot yeah, sh- should know. Like that, that fella playing at right back, his first heart all day long because he's a centre half is get close to me, centre half, get yeah. close and close and close. That's me cover and I don't leave any gaps. And he, he just finds his way into that smallest of gap. It's a brilliant header. Sorry, Shani. Now, I did, one thing I love, like I love picking up on little things like this because I know I watched the. The analysis from the different channels around. So Norway, Alan Shearer was doing it, and Lineker was obviously doing uh, match of the day, and Ian Wright, and they are massive fans of Trent because you can only imagine the type of strikers that they were, yeah. how much they'd love to have a Trent yeah. Alexander and a whipping in Boston because they know exactly all you need to do when you have that quality of delivery is touch the ball. And they remarked on people getting being harsh on holding and, and chambers. And I would have been like you, Gab talking about that height, but height doesn't come into it. Alan Shearer made a point that if you do not stop that cross from getting to where it's supposed to be, it doesn't matter what you do to the man that it's going to, because when the the ball is hit in with that quality, all it requires is a touch. Mm. All it requires is a touch, because a good striker uses the pace on the ball to direct the ball exactly where it's going, because the ball is only going to go as fast as it's crossed in. Yeah. It's whipped in at a million miles an hour. All yeah. Jota has to do is touch it. Mane has one in the second half, and all he has to do is get a, a, a touch on it, and it's going in. Trent with that three or four yesterday. You hear all of these legendary strikers, your Linekers, your Shearers, Wrights, they all fawn and drool over Trent Alexander-Arnold. But they, they, fawn, they, they fawn and drool 
because them three players knew where to be. And this is what I'm exactly. saying. This is the this is the biggest thing for me. It's not about his height. Well, it's imagine not about how many Imagine how many times fucking Alan Shearer and his career made oh, the paper and Blade Nobby Solano didn't know where to put them all. You know <laughs> yeah, what but mean? that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, like that's why their eyes were just widen at, at the top of Trent because exactly, it's it's not your height. It's it's being there. And Jota just seems to like you know we've all seen him as this you know player off the left at Wolves and stuff like that. Maybe played in the front too with with um. Uh, Jimenez or whatever but it's just that knack of being in there and the ball is f- sensational but it's sensational because that fella knows this fella's bigger this fella's bigger it doesn't matter I just have to get in there and I know what's going in there and he's a good finisher That that's the biggest thing for me um, Grizz Salah makes it two and you know we see it good little bottom Trent I think it was for being your down the side Gabriel panics he panics at, at Salah's pace and it's a really cool finish. I've seen people having a go at Leno for this, but he just nutmegs him. You see that every every week. It's a brilliant finish from Salah, and he's he's got one more goal than Thierry Henry in his first 150 league games for Liverpool. That's a astonishing um, stat, isn't it? It's frightening. But can I talk about the third goal? Can Keith take this one? Because my favourite no. was the third goal. No, honestly, no. no please, Keith, I beg you, Keith, will you take this yeah. for him? Can yeah, I take it? it? Sean, you'll take it. Sean, you can take it. Yeah, go, Sean. And you, Keith can have the third one there. Oh, Keith, yeah. you have the first one there, so go ahead, Oh, Shani. did you? Oh, I thought Sean had the first one. All right. Oh, I did. Right. I took it. I, well, I, before okay, I let Sean well, take I, I, it, I, I, let Sean take it. No, which, which one? Before <laughs> we do, no, can I just say one thing before we move off? I have a... About the delivery and those strikers loving the delivery. A perfect example, right, before we move off this... I and mean, it's someone we've spoke about recently was Real Van Nistelrooy when he was at Manchester United and David Beckham was on the wing and David Beckham yeah. was putting in that delivery all the time and Van Nistelrooy was getting 40 goals a year and then Ronaldo came in and the delivery wasn't coming because the yeah, right wing yeah. was then cutting back cutting yeah. back and Van Nistelrooy's yeah. making the run and he's not getting the delivery he made a strikers love that delivery he was on Ferdinand's podcast and he said that actually the Ferdinand was talking about the thing with him and Beckham. He says, you knew where I was going with Beckham, but with Giggs and Ronaldo, you didn't know whether they were going to call in and try B2 at three, whereas yeah. it was just first time whip every time. It's a great point. Just Trent is, Trent is ridiculous. He needs more respect put on his name. Who's well, taking Mo's goal? That's why I want to know. <laughs> well, you're getting the tour when you're moaning. We'll give you the tour. Keith, we'll do, we, we can freestyle on it. I'll say Come one on. thing. The Fabinho pass is disgusting. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's out of this world, to be honest with you. It was. It was it's a big, outrageous. Uh, Keith, do you think he panics, Gabriel? Because I think he does. I think I think all things being equal, if he doesn't panic, he clears that. But I think I don't know whether he's panicking at the pace of Salah or he's trying to be. Is he trying to play too much football instead of just being a defender? But Salah frightens the life out of him for me, and then I think it's a really good finish. Oh, it's a great finish, and it's perfect for Salah because if I'm going to be critical of Salah it's when he's running at players I think he makes some bad decisions but when he's running sort of at pace like that one-on-one when a player's beside him the defender's in huge trouble if you know what I mean like so that ball was just a perfect clip ball and we've seen Fabinho clipping balls in all the time that was an absolutely perfect pass and once you saw the position of Gabriel you knew he was in the shits as soon as the ball went in and Salah just put him under that pressure. 
yeah. <laughs> Gabriel's eye patch got in the way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Could only see how one eye. But is it but is it was... is it Keith? Is it the is it is it the is it the way the pass is played? Because if 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 Fabinho plays that, you know, into out, it's going away from goal and Gabriel has it's easier for him, but the way he puts that, the way it's turning as it goes, yeah. it's it's nearly putting him under one where it's like it's under his feet nearly, or, or, or the way you have to play it back to me. He leaves him in two minds, and then of course you have Salah's pace is just burning you. And once once Salah gets an inch on you, you forget it. You're not getting him back. Are you? You're not. You're not getting. Near no, him. you're not going to catch him. Like he's he's that he eats that up. That's the type of chance that he looks for when a defender's like I said on the back foot. He's just he's fucked. And it, but it was the right. The ball was just was perfect the way it went everything about it the pace on it it just it sold him down the river now Gabriel started off okay for Arsenal in his career I don't mean yesterday but he was he was all over the shop yesterday and I think the last thing he wanted to see was a blade clip ball like that coming in at pace over the top of him with Mo Salah running at him and I think he he, he shit himself and I think he made all sorts of blade and rash challenges but Sean he can take over on the finish there if he wants go on Sean he knocked it's happening yes Surprise me, surprise! Yeah, just like Salah as a tap in, Keys had to leave me with a tap in there. <laughs> uh, Salah, I think too too much too much of time goes back inside on his left, and you can think. Yeah. I think Leno actually anticipates that, but as soon as he sits down, Mao just rolls it through his legs. It's gorgeous. It's training ground stuff. You, yeah. It was lovely. Um, it's just one of those goals that we haven't been seeing in a while, and it's just one of those things that makes you think we might just be clicking here at the right time. I know you said, Gav, there's been a few false dons, but mm. just little things like that. We know where front three plays off instinct. That was pure instinct yesterday. And, and Mo had fucking Gabriel on ice yeah. for, for a large part of the game. And again, just clinical. Two goals, and I think it was in three minutes. Four minutes, and yeah. Yeah, we just took the game away from them. And that's what we need to be doing from now on, going forward until now in the end of the season. Grizz, um, there was lots in there, WhatsApp group, especially um, when we go to and look, uh, Shane Davern, of course, behind the sofa with a share bag of meanies and um, a couple of bottles of Moretti. But he, the first thing he said was, you have to manage the game now. And it's a fair point he makes, you know, and because you're always worried, Grizz, you know, you're 2-0 up, you're away from home, Arsenal got to go back and they could... By being shy, they could get a two-wall draw out of it. We're going, what the fuck's going on here? But then Jota just decides, no, I'm fucking completely taking this away from you. Talk us through it, Chris, because I've I've heard on the grapevine you'd like to speak about this goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 my favourite goal. It really is. Ever? I mean, no, no, for the night, for oh, the night. Okay. because right. because obviously, look, Trent's delivery for the first. And Jota's movement and intelligence, and then the Salah finish and run. We've, you know, we've discussed that. But I thought the third goal, Gav, um, was epitomised the game. So Arsenal trying to play out, us counter pressing them straight away. Trent's quick thinking, Mane's miscontrol, but he's in the right position. And then Jota says, "Fuck off, all of you, you <laughs> silly cunts!" And absolutely, <laughs> mercy, yeah, you slags. Mercilessly, <laughs> just slams. Oh, he does in Portuguese. Yeah. I, okay. I live for it. He he, right. he says some of those things, <laughs> and he just and he just lashes the shit out of into the back of the goal. 
I've been thinking, and since then, Gav, I thought about his game and what he's done at Liverpool all night. Because, you know, sometimes I have these nights where I study mm. uh, certain aspects and topics. And, and yeah. if it were... Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. For time limited, prices and participation can vary. Valid for a product of equal or lesser value. If it's not potential, if it's not potential players, it's our current players. And and what I think of them, and he's been getting praised, but he's 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 more than I, I, we can't praise this kid enough. What he's done this season, how he's coming to the best team in Europe, the, the strike force, the best strike force in Europe, coming from a team like Wolves uh, for a hefty fee, and everyone's thinking mm, Jota. I mean, okay, fair enough. Good squad member might make a difference. And then he's taken over the gaff in those first nine, ten games before he gets injured. Scores a goal a game, it seems, when he starts or even when he comes off the pitch. Says, I ain't here to play no backup role. You know, you've got your Mo, you've got your, you've got your Bobby and your Mane, but, you know, the attitude and desire this kid shows from day dot. Um And it and and then he gets injured and then you think three months out you think fuck you know he's going to take another month to get back into it. But yeah, no. you don't know you don't know what his, his sort of recoveries no, are like, you and you just say yeah. And he comes back, and he comes back better than ever. And I thought yesterday as well, just as soon as he came on the pitch, it lit up our attack, it lit up our team. Suddenly, Thiago saw movement everywhere. Suddenly, Fabinho saw. You know, the likes of Trent suddenly saw movement everywhere. Money increased. Uh, what Gav said earlier, when 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 Jota comes on the pitch, he's automatically lifting the other players' performances, even though it, it may be from a competition point of view, but also sort of a team point of view. And the camaraderie, you know, the, they showed at the end there was, was, you know, I got excited again, lads. We haven't been excited much with Liverpool. True. <laughs> but I got excited again and, and the way he just lashed that into the corner I loved it I, he thought no no, because that first half was we had control we had lots of play but there was nothing concrete in terms of efficient just finish the job and that's what Jota brings to you it's scary I was actually comparing him and I was trying to work out who does he remind us of yeah and we know we've discussed previous players but forget other players and, and, and from previous teams look at this team He's actually a cross between Mane and Salah, you know, lads. He's actually a cross between them. He is hungry as Salah for goals. And his play and his incessant pressing is just as like Mane. It and he's the perfect me, mixture. It reminds me Tevez, of Yeah, uh, yeah it's a great I th- comparison. I, I think he's a better finisher than Tevez. I honestly do. Tevez. Tevez. Carlos Tevez. Carlos Tevez. I just see Carlos Tevez. Just incessant. He's inc- is merciless in front of goal as well. He's got betting heading ability as well. Obviously, we've been proven than Tevez, but I just couldn't. I just, I just think he's the world is oyster lads. I think he's, he's, he's. I read a stat and then I, I nicked it and used it in a brilliant tweet. And 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 you know that he's got after 14 games, he's got a better record than Mo in terms yeah. of goal per 90 minutes. I mean, that's fucking insane going in in a season like this. Yeah, it, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of a comparison. Like Tevez is a good one, you know, because Tevez pops up all over the place. But but the biggest thing for Jota for me is, it's just where he turns up. It's just, it, you know, like 
when I say to you, like we, we've spoken about his, his heading ability and stuff like that, and you know he's fairly quick. I don't think he's lightning quick. I think he's fairly quick. I think he's a good finisher. But it's when you say, if I said to you, what is it about Jota? Like if you say what's about Salah, his pace, his pace is fucking monumental. It used to be that with Mane, but now he's a bit more of a creator. Firmino, he orchestrates. You know, you, you see players, what does this... But when you try to pick an attribute of Jota, I think it's quite difficult. And I don't think... That's not a slight on the player. I think mm. it's just... He's so, for me, well-rounded as a player. So, can he run off the back of you? Yeah. Can he hold it up? Yes. Can he be a number nine and get in the box? You've seen it in that tall goal. Because you, just, you see defender bouncing off him as well. Yeah, but the, but that's what I'm saying, Shawnee. If I said to you, give me the first thing you think of a player, like if I said Michael Owen to you, what are you going to say? Pace, right? Pace. If I say to, if I say to you, Ruel Van Nistelrooy, you're going to say clinical. If you're going to yeah. say Shearer, strong, and he just buries the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fowler, natural finisher. But when you say to Jota, you kind of go, well, it's a pace. Well, I wouldn't know his pace. Intelligent. You know, it, yeah, there's, there's so much to him. And he's, do you know what he's nearly like? He's like, do you remember these players used to rave about that arrive late in the box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what and I they was never going arrive, to say. They never yeah. arrive late in the box. They were always in the front. Right? They're just always there. That's, that's what I think it is. He's like a striker that arrives late in the box. It's it's mad. But I think, and, and we no doubt, you know, I said it to you in the WhatsApp group yesterday, I think Jota will tear the gears out of this league next season. And I think the biggest reason for that is if they bring in another forward player, and you allow Firmino a rest, and you allow Jota to get in there, and you allow Salah a rest at times, Mane, and this fifth player gets in, and you have a team of five there, I think the Premier League could be terrified by them five, simply because, A, you don't know who's going to play every week. Well, you probably do, but you know that three of them will play, and two of them will be on the bench. And I think, you know, heavy legs in games, I think Jota is just perfect for it and if you bring another oh, player oh, on yeah. top of that it's 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 on Lucas Halsberg put a good comparison in there and said David Villa and I think that's a nice comparison of a player you know David Villa wasn't the, the quickest wasn't the strongest we knew where but he was be. always in there and he was yeah. always finishing and he you know similar build and all that loads of different goals it's hard yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it it's hard to compare him with a player because of the type of player he is. You know, he, he does get in late into the box. That was the beauty of that third goal. I think I was that I he, he came in and he just took it. We're too nice. We usually get that and pass it. You should probably just compare Jota to Jota because yeah. he's making in his own name for himself. Exactly. Obviously, we can make comparisons to... Well, well regardless... I, I, I said it I said it just after he came back that I said it myself. I think this time next year, People will be talking about Diogo Jota as one of not. I didn't say for one of the best number nines mm. around in the game because he's yeah. he's ridiculous. He, he just yeah. gives you so he, much, he, and I think he, he scores think every type of goal as well. Yeah. Like, but but not even that specific type. He mm. is actually he is. You know when you hear this thing, he can play all across the front line, and most of them fucking can't. He can because he doesn't have that. He, like I said, he doesn't have that attribute where you go, put him through the middle, he's just pace is blistering. Put him in the middle, his head and his fucking outstanding. Put him as a 10. He actually can play all across the front line because his attributes are all around 80 to 85. And that's brilliant because it suits you. You're not relying on just his pace or just his, you know, his shots or whatever it might be. I think he's a fabulous player. And I think, mm. I think the biggest thing is a fifth player in that squad next season. I genuinely do because I think it not only stops teams from just 
designing their tactics around, say, a Jota, uh, yeah. Salamane, or mate, there's five of them you have to deal with. How the fuck are you meant to bring up, four, you know, possibly three or four different game plans for these players? You look at, um, Dak, game you look game. at, Dak, you look at Daka today, he could be yeah. another. Man, I think I yeah. think he'd be I think he'd be very very um very highly rated by Liverpool Daka. but um that's the game um we're at two hundred and sixty likes. Kevin Sullivan reckons we should stop talking until we hit three hundred. Listen, there's nearly there's seven hundred people in this in this chat. Just yeah, there's the a Kabak, well, there's a Kabak update exclusive. If if they want to get to three hundred likes and like get a Kabak update, like are you not giving that till three hundred now? Yeah, you know, if if it's we haven't reached three hundred, it's fucking bollocks, isn't it? Like, okay. are you taking a piss? Like <laughs> so this way, I don't no, like. No, it's true I, though. It's like, are you taking the piss? I don't like. like you know, you like it. You no, not not you, Gav, not you. No, I don't like. I don't like mentioning likes when you're on board here because you get very upset. Yeah, they take the piss, Gav. Like they know, they, they know it's their favorite show. It's bank holiday weekend. It's Easter. It should mm. be happy vibes. Press a fucking button. That's all we're asking you to do. Yeah, press it now or on the way out or wherever you might be. Um, someone let us know when we get to 300, will you? And Grizzle start talking about Kevin Sullivan says it's 283. So if you get to 300, 291 um, now. Oh, That's 291. It. Oh, we're going to get to it. But before yeah. we get to Kabak, um, Shani, I'm going to come to you and um, I want to talk about Kylian and right? Because, um, is it LeBron that that's yeah. acting the maggot with him and making yeah. t shirts, yeah, printing yeah. t shirts yeah. in the Oilac? Um, Good lads, 300 likes. Good lads. Right, collaboration, so, didn't they? They're doing yeah. a collaboration. But, Shani, now, I'm not for one minute saying, you know, Mbappe 2021 is, is a great tag. And we put it on our show because I find it a bit of laugh, right? But, uh, Shani, no, 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 no. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say to you. Is there, there seems to be, and listen, I'm you know me, Shani, I don't read a lot of social media, I don't read a lot of articles, um, I watch football and I comment on it, right? Use guys are much more in-depth than what you do. What I'm saying to you, Shani, is there, an, for, in your opinion, a growing emphasis on Kylian Mbappe joining Liverpool and this LeBron James thing is just another layer to that to that possibility? I don't think it's a ground emphasis at all. I think this is something that's been worked on for years, if I'm being honest with you. I think this is something that has been worked on since Mbappe has been at Monaco. Yeah. And that's not to be acting ITK or anything. I just think when you're looking at these big businessmen, commercial value and what a player can bring, I think Mbappe is cheap in terms of what you get for what you pay for. Not only talking about his ability to play football, but what he is waiting to become in the game. Uh, himself and Haaland are waiting in the wings to, to be the pretenders to the crown that's going to be left behind fairly soon by Messi and Ronaldo. And I, I am, there's no doubt in my mind that pre-LeBron, post-LeBron, whatever, that FSG don't understand how big the opportunity they have now to get someone like and Mbappe in. Um, my only my only drawback on it is that I read recently how much he's making a year at PSG. And for him to want to play for Liverpool, I think he's going to have to be hungry to want to play for Klopp. And I don't doubt that he is because he's, he's publicly said in, in interviews how much he likes Klopp. And he's talked about Liverpool before. His wages is the only thing that I think. Mm -hmm. I don't think the transfer fee is an issue at all. But 
I would not be surprised if Liverpool are ready in a package to bring him to, to the club. And I do think it will be dependent on one of the big lads going. And to be honest with you, I would have absolutely no issue replacing any of the front three with Killian and Mbappe. I'm just letting that be known now. Um, mm. I think it's a massive, massive, massive opportunity, not only for the player, because I do think it's an unbelievable move for Mbappe in the next step in his career, because I do think we could rocket him again to another stratosphere. He's 20, 21. He could play for Liverpool at four years and go to Madrid or Barca before he's even in his peak. Mm. So let's be honest. We can sell him this. That, like We are a viable option and we should be considered. Well, I, don't I, don't, think, I, I don't think people should be laughing at it and sniffing at it like it's some sort of fucking trivially, trivial clickbait show because I don't think it is. I do genuinely believe there is genuine interest. I, well, see, I, 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 well, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I can tell you, I do the, I do all the, um, titles on these shows, and I wouldn't put up a killing about anything unless I was serious about talking about it, right? Um, I ju- just wouldn't. There's other channels that will put names on their fucking things every day of the week, so you click on them. I wouldn't, right? Um, it's simple as that. I will look, I will ask a couple of lads, what do you think? And, you three on screen, and one or two others will come back and go, listen, there's actually something might be going on here. Okay, I'll talk about it. That's how we work. We're not, we're not clickbait. It doesn't fuck, it's not, it's not the road we go down. Kieran Torrance says Mbappe is a 300 million pound all-in signing that becomes a billion pound franchise. And, yeah. you know, I don't think you have to sell Liverpool to Kylian Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe knows all about Liverpool. You know, Stephen Duffy does say who's paying his 500 grand a week wages is at the Vatican. But, you know. John, 25 million a year. And that, that's what they have down. So you, with, with, with those fucking Qatari oil states, they'll, that's what they have down. That's what he's down as earning. So yeah. I'd imagine it's probably even north of that. Yeah. So I think there's going to have to be hunger from the player's side to want to play for Liverpool if it's going to be something that gets done. Mm. But to be honest with you, he strikes me as the type of kid who was more about legacy than money. And when you see him linking up with the likes of LeBron James would, would go to say, because let's not forget Anyone who was familiar with basketball, LeBron James could have played his basketball at many other places for way yeah. more money. Mm. But he's chosen rings over 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 cash, so yeah. he will be in his ear about yeah. stuff like that. The importance of legacy, because at the end of the day, legacy is everything to footballers. I think the there- I want to be to go to the very very top. Legacy is everything to footballers, and it's something that's so prevalent in American sports that yeah. the best players ever don't earn as much as the others. Like Tom Brady wouldn't probably be in the top yeah. ten earning quarterbacks. Never was, yeah, never was. Like, he, he always took a less. He always, yeah. he always understood the value of success and how that can't be bought, and you can't put a price on that. So we should be selling him back that dream, and I don't think the two better people in the world of sport to be in his yeah. aid are Jorgen Klopp and LeBron James. Because yeah. I yeah. do think they will be able to turn the screw in terms it's, of um, it's It's an interesting one. And Keith, you know, firstly, um, you know, we've spoken about this privately and that's why we brought it up tonight. Um, because there is a grown kind of feeling amongst Liverpool fans and, and, and other people that there might be something in this um, genuinely but legacy is an interesting one Keith because I don't think there's a better football club to go to if you want to create a legacy and as, as Shawnee says you could turn up a Liverpool in the summer right play five years right score fucking 200 goals walk away as an absolute hero that be revered for Liverpool for 
50, 60, 70 years time. We see the, the lads from the 60s now. They're still revered. So he could actually have a massive legacy, walk away from Liverpool and go to whether his dream is Barcelona or Real Madrid, whatever it is. And that's just a personal and, thing, right? Uh, I just want to pick up Billy Wyman says in the chat there, LeBron is the highest played NBA player in the year. He's not. He's not even in the top five. It doesn't so make anywhere near it. Yeah, and that's a great point. He's nowhere yeah. near it because he's given up half of his salary so that Anthony Davis can play with him. So yeah. the, the, and I'm always has done that. Always I'm has done that, Shawnee. Yeah, yeah, dead right. Yeah. Um uh, and but like is it the is the legacy thing is that a big factor, Keith? I know the money is massive, but the legacy thing has to be a big factor here. Is that something that, that puts Liverpool absolutely in the race for this? Yeah, I think it is because I think um, Kylian Mbappe is born in Paris, right? He's he's a Paris kid. He's not going to he, he's not going to do get to where he wants to be by staying with PSG. He's there now, and he's he's built his sort of reputation. It's not a competitive league now. They bring in Neymar, they bring in Mbappe. They still haven't got over the line in Europe. And that's why everyone wants us to get over the line in Europe. But Kylian Mbappe knows if he can go to Liverpool, let's use Liverpool as an example, or a Liverpool fan channel, right? So we'll use Liverpool as an example. He goes to Liverpool, as Sean, he said, and you build a, a reputation, a godlike status. And you yeah. only have to look at players who've done it. You only have to look at the players who've gone and done it, that have taken Liverpool and have gone and been revered for it. That's what we sell them on. Jürgen Klopp has constantly spoke, or we've been told that Jürgen Klopp and Kylian Mbappe's people have been in constant contact for years, since he was at Monaco, that they've always wanted to be kept in the loop for him. We've said it before on these shows that before COVID happens, that there's a run, the, the Mbappe 2020 stuff start coming out, and it's like, well, there's a run for Mbappe, they can do it, they can do it. FSJ are not foolish, despite what a lot of people think. And something Shawnee touched on there was the fact that he's right. LeBron James was never, he, he maybe his new Lakers deal is, is a whopper deal, but he always right, took. In top five. Yeah, he always took a haircut he to made, allow others to get money because you're he's right. They don't space jam and the rest to make the yeah, rest of the money. That's where it is. It's endorsements. That's where they make the money. And that's the way Liverpool can get around the Mbappe thing. I've seen somewhere that you. He gets a cut of the jerseys that he sells. I remember when Man U signed Pogba, and that was all. Oh, that money gets made in jersey sales alone, and they make back their money. Liverpool can do something around that. Again, Sean, you touched on the the PSG wage bill is this or whatever. But like Man City, their salaries are are a certain amount, and it's all their image rights and all that that bumps up all their bleeding wages. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. And now, during the Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep, all Tempur-Pedic mattresses are on sale, with savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Get your best sleep, all night, every night. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. And all Liverpool can be cute and can be clever around that. If we think the Mbappe thing can happen, I think it's gearing up for. It. I think this is this is the sort of thing they've always been trying to do is to get not a, a superstar. We have Salah. We've made the superstar. If we've a sniff again, Kylian Mbappe, I think FSG would pull the trigger and do that. But look, you might say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. 
Yeah. Um, people, <laughs> um, but look, it's it's it, it's it's a very interesting one. Just the, the chat is absolutely hopping here with regards to um. It, with regards to uh, killing Mbappe, LeBron, and there's also some comments in there around um, different <coughs> YouTube channels, and I'll knock that on the head. Um, we're not interested in different YouTube channels, um, uh, and the comments aren't needed in the chat, by the way. Um, Grizz, killing Mbappe. Um, if 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 I was to say to you, you have to let your hair grow until Kylian Mbappe signs for Liverpool, would you be confident of having that look tonight that you have in the near future? That's the only way I can put it to you. Yeah, it's a weird way of putting it to me, but look. I know, yeah, <laughs> I like, you like it though, don't you? <laughs> um, Keith and Shawnee have discussed the, the complexities of it and the intricacies of it, and so I'm not going to I'm not gonna talk about that because they've explained it very well, and everything they've said is absolutely spot on. Um, and... Slightly serious. We do chat in the WhatsApp and we don't, we chat about everything to do with football. And obviously we, we spoke about Tiago last season and, and I got whiff of the deal very early and similar noises were made that in terms of look, Tiago not, doesn't suit the profile and everything, but sometimes you, 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 you get to know someone who, who's part of a deal, even as an intermediary and you, and you trust them without getting the, the viewers and listeners excited by getting them very excited at the same time, it's the same, it's the same source and forget the complication because none of us know the exact financial details behind it and how FSG would sanction a deal, draft a deal and how it would work in terms of wages, the fees and everything, the endorsements. Kylian Mbappe is Liverpool's number one target. Number one target. We will hundred percent. We will. We will. hundred percent. Hundred percent make an offer for Kylian Mbappe, and we have the finances and means to do so, as long as Kylian Mbappe indicates to us um, that he's willing to join us. Um, I'm going out on a limb, and I'll say it because we've got a few other things to talk about. If we reach Champions League, lads, if you reach the top four or we reach the Champions League final, um, if you win the Champions League, Kylian Mbappe will be an LFC player. That's what I'm going to say. Oh. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Clip the bit you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> I love there it. You go. Look, a couple, a couple of more things before we leave because um, it's we're an hour and nearly an hour and a half in and people have to go to bed and play Warzone. Um but Kabak and Grizz are going to stay with you. Um, Kabak, of course, comes to Liverpool on loan for six months or five months, whatever you want to call it. Eighteen million pound fee um, option for Liverpool. Um, we've seen him improve steadily since he's been here. We're in April now. Um, the season finishes in about five or six weeks' time, and the rumor going around is that Kabak will be signed on a permanent deal. Um, what do you think are the chances on that? Um, and I'll just leave you with that question. What do you think the chances are that you can have that one? Um, as most of you know personally, and and I've made it very vocal, I wasn't a fan of him personally, right? And so, therefore, sometimes I talk from that bias in terms of I never fancied him, and then you think to yourself, well, every time he's, he does well, I'm very happy for him. But uh, this is from an, a very good Arsenal source of mine. 
Arsenal have made Arsenal have made an inquiry about Kabak because remember we've got an option to buy as opposed to an obligation to buy. So he's still his agent is still getting offers from other clubs, mm-hmm. seeing him perform so brilliantly, admirably for Liverpool. So they're thinking, okay, well, if there's a, a deal to be struck for around the 18 million mark, we should be making offers as well. Um, from this Arsenal f- source, and he's a very, very good Arsenal source, he's not um, a, a spoofer as such, he's a serious man. He's been told by his agent, Liverpool have taken up that option to get Kabak, buy a Kabak at the end of the season for 15 million euros. There's no point asking about him or discussing him. The same, he said, the same was... To, uh, um, 15 sorry. million euros. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 15 million euros. Seville... Um, so, Seville 12 million Dortmund. pounds. I don't know. Do the maths. But well, that's just 12 figure. million that's pounds. <laughs> but that's that's the figure. That's the figure that... Yeah. Well, then that's, well, then they're not taking up the option of the 18 million. That they've agreed a deal for 12. Yeah, there'll be an agree- agreement, a gentleman's agreement. There's, there's in there. Liverpool agree- have the deal, and I'd say it's you know, 18 million was the figure that was thrown in. And and Liverpool, the fact that uh Klopp will have good connections there, I'd say it's look, we'll take him, and this is the money guaranteed. It's a great deal of Liverpool. Well, maybe, that. maybe the Arsenal look, maybe the Arsenal source was given a, an incorrect figure, but the main gist of it is um. Kabak's agent has been to- telling other clubs that Liverpool have told him that they're taking up the option at the end of the season. So look, give and take a couple of million here and there, yeah. but the ballpark figure is around the 15 to 18 million, whatever it is. But the point is they've taken up the offer. I am, I am slightly surprised because I thought we'd wait until the end of the season. But then again, he's shown enough, it seems, in training, in performances, attitude and hunger and desire, because when you hear the lad, he only talks about Liverpool. And he's made that abundantly clear. His aim in life <laughs> is to make it at Liverpool. So that must have um, rubbed off well on, the, on, on Jurgen Klopp and, and, and the hierarchy. Yeah. And they've, they've, they've taken the option to go for him. Good. Um, so that's that's Kabak. So that's Kylian Mbappe confirmed to Liverpool if they make the Champions League at somehow, and Kabak confirmed to Liverpool. Confirmed. So that's two out of the way. Um, okay. We're going to be short of stuff in the summer now when we do our transfer agenda show. But look, that's we'll find something. We'll find something. Um, Keith, if Kabak happens, we get on to Ibrahim Kanati. So. <laughs> The talk on Ibrahim Kanati is that Liverpool have, apparently he's done part of a medical. Um, it's £34 million as the bio. Isn't that right? €41 million, Euros, somewhere along them lines. Yeah. Um, so if Kabak is in, what do you think the likelihood of Kanati is? And I only want you to answer that because I'm going to leave the last question to Sean. I think Liverpool need to, personally. I think, you know, the, I think we needed one this season and I don't see why we wouldn't go for two. I think don't think the Kabak deal impacts on us buying another one. I think Matip's fitness has been, unfortunately, it, it's let him down. It's let us down. It's not going to get better. I don't know what Klopp, Klopp isn't a ruthless manager. He'll kick someone out, right? Mm-hmm. He's not. I think... If we can do a deal that'll move Matip on somewhere, well then I think you bring in two and I'd be happy with Kabak and Kanate personally. If you're bringing back a, a 80% of Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez, I think we'd be we'd be away in the bleeding hack with that for. 
So, Grizz has confirmed that Mbappe, if we make Champions League, and he's confirmed Kabak. Um, on, a, on, a, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not happening to 10, absolutely happening, where would you rate this Canate deal? A. A. Nice. Mm. Nice one. Leaving, leaving two spare. Grizz forgot to do that, but you, you've done well. Shawnee, um, Canate, Kabak. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna presume it's Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez. Does that mean that, 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 um, Joe Matip leaves the club and also Nat Phillips leaves the club in the summer? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I think, so. I think there was, there was talk of clubs being interested in Matip last summer and we didn't let him go. But I think it is time to, to, to cut off. So it's so, it's so unfortunate because I do really rate Matip as a defender, but he's just not available. Our second enough. best centre half. Yeah, yeah, 100%, Gavin. Mm-hmm. And by a stretch, I'd say, I think he's he's yeah. absolutely brilliant. There was the Champions League run where we win it. There's games where he carries Virgil. People yeah. want to admit yeah. that, but that he was... Comes back, he comes back after injury and has the six months of his life. And he was absolutely excellent. And even in games this year, he, he was brilliant. No doubt on Matip's ability, but availability is important over everything yeah. else. Why I would have slight reservations with Conate because obviously he's had injury issues and we know it's down to one and people more intelligent and more in the know than me have released detailed threads on how Conate is not actually injury prone mm-hmm. that it's down to just this one injury um, ability wise Conate is ridiculous if he was fit monster is the word of air being used loads yeah if if he's fit Gav there's no discussion he's the best centre half under 21 in Europe in my opinion and that's just how good he is and I obviously think Liverpool see this sort of opportunity to to snap him up and take the gamble on him because it's a risk reward type of thing and if this pays off with Kanate it's it's scandalous the price that we're going to get 24 million is scandalous isn't it if you do the two of them for 50 million it's some deal if you're giving me 45, 40 million to sign other centre-backs, I would be looking at other players. Just due to, I'm I'm a massive, massive, massive fan of Esri Concert at Aston Villa. I think yeah. he's going to go straight to the top. And I know there's been clubs being linked to Mings. And I know that Southgate mm. is even thinking Mings over in my England. Mm. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If if it's Kanate, I'm happy to trust, trust, the, trust the, the committee with this one because... Again, like I said, absolutely nothing got to do with ability. The lad has absolutely bags of it. If we can get him over his injury problems, it's a joke. It, yeah. Virgil Canate back to in the Premier League. You can play Floyd Keeper. You could probably release Allison and just Allison could know. be Allison could be just at the goal at the post. Yeah, know, Allison doing, yeah, his, Allison. doing his mustache and whatever. Yeah, just stand yeah. there with a bleeding uh, mustache comb and a bit of yeah. wax. Yeah. Yeah. Really anything like like Gray's on a regular <laughs> on the catch on chat day. So we'll buy we'll yeah. we'll buy we'll buy um Allison a, a watch from uh Tay Rock and he can just yeah. Snapchat and, and yeah. Instagram pictures of his watch um during the game if they so, have to sent to half. If Canada is the one then happy days, let's go on a boy more we we'll obviously get into transfers. The midfield is gonna be the big one for me because whoever I think that's that's gonna be the big one for me. This in the midfield because there's so many options now and so many different types of players' names being thrown about. So I'm interested to see. I'm, I'm excited for the summer whether we end up inside or outside Champions League spots. I think I, gonna, I'm not hundred. I'm not hundred percent. We may look at a central midfielder. I'm not hundred percent. I think. I think if Konate and um, who's your man we got at the moment? Kebab. 
Tabak. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying this in there. I think it's ludicrous if you don't sign the centre midfield. I'm not. I'm saying I'm not hundred percent. I think you're saying this in the in the off chance that Janie might stay or. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the off chance that Janie might. I think it's still ludicrous. And no. Yeah. Well, we can discuss that as the months come up, but but I think first we need to. First, we need to see if Ginny's actually going to go because there's a lot Let's, of talk that the, that the Barcelona contract has been ripped up. I had an okay. offer, but so first that, and then if we get Konate and and and, and Kabak, and as I think we will get Mbappe, then I think that's us. And That'll do us. I, I, do. I for one, I'll, I'll for one be very happy. Oh, yeah, right. exactly. Nah, right, well, we listen, want more yep. than that. We want Hassan Ah, <laughs> well. uh, listen, don't get greedy now. Don't get greedy. Listen, we better finish this up. Uh, just quickly, the website, lfcdt.com. Uh, go there and have a look. Check it out. Let us know what you think. You can let us know what you think in our Discord group, which is linked in the show description um, here. It's also linked on our Twitter. So if you look at our new website and you like it and you think we can add to it, absolutely go and tell us the good points and the bad points because that's what we're there for. The Discord group is absolutely hopping. There's nearly 200 people in there the chat ranges from fellas playing the playstation to talking about fucking ufc football transfers it all, it all goes off in there it's free to join um it's it's really really good we've revamped it and made it a lot easier to use so uh, the link is in the description okay uh 10,000 subscribers that we are doing a giveaway it's a playstation 5 or fifa 21 and um, when we hit 10,000 we will log those 10,000 people into a random generator well what, what we might do is we might pick about five people out of that and then we're just going to give questions to grizz to represent you and um, for the crack are we we might just pick out one name and go for it, but it'd be much more fun if we gave Grizz questions and um, to work on your behalf. Um, but that's about it. Um, of course, the link in the description is also there for the Keen uh, campaign. That's absolutely flying. And the lads have finished at 300 kilometres um, each in the month of March. Well done to all them boys. But you can still go into two links there. One for a GoFundMe, one for a PayPal. And you can still donate to Keen and get them way above that $100,000 mark, which will be absolutely exceptional. Um, man of the match, one word answers, Keith. Fabinho. Great. Grizz. Trent. Shawnee. Jota. Okay. Gav. Uh, Gav, it's the Nat Phillips Ultras, please. Thanks. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> that is about it. Uh, that has been the Fatback for The viewership tonight has been exceptional. The chat has been exceptional. Um, stay with us. Make sure you subscribe. As you said, as we say, when you subscribe, the chances are you won't unsubscribe because we have a good laugh. We talk football. We don't take, take ourselves too seriously. Um, we have a good time. That has been it. Um, Forum is back tomorrow. Special guest on there tomorrow announced in the morning. And of course, we'll have loads throughout the week around Real Madrid and the before and after Real Madrid, of course. And um, yeah, enjoy yourselves. Happy Easter. Over now. I'll only be a minute. Come in with me. What is HomeSense anyway? Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the nope. table? No, chairs too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans, planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices? You save a lot at HomeSense. This is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com. HomeSense? Why is it HomeSense? The prices make sense. Ooh, outdoor is in. Are those plates melamine? Pretty planters, pillows, lanterns. Pretty much everything outdoor. And the savings. Oh, it makes sense to me now. Out save on outdoor. Find a store at HomeSense.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.